I am fantastic. Looking forward to talking to you and uh, getting into this tour and looking back on on the past a little bit. But um, let's start with uh, with you in in particular, because I always think Skid Row. You always think like New Jersey, New York, but you're actually a Californian guy, you, right? You live in California now. I do. I do. I've been here for well, it'll be ten years in April. Oh I've wow. Been in, uh, yeah, I, I'm over in I'm over near Santa Monica and kind of close to the ocean where it's a little cooler. <laughs> you know, I go see my friends in the valley. I'm like, wow, it's hot over here. But it's you know, we wake up in the morning and it's foggy and it's kind of, you know, it's cool. It's uh, I really love it. You know, if you told me 30 years ago I'd live in Los Angeles, I'd be like, no way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here we are. That's what I was going to say. Did you just get tired of scraping the ice off the windows during the winter? Well, I actually I, I made a quick 13 year layover in uh, in Florida ah. and and that gets really sleepy really quick. But by the time you realize it, you know, 10 years have already gone by. So <laughs> and Florida's weird, dude, Florida's really weird. And, you know, I was turning into a Florida man. So, um, yeah. So here we are in uh, Los Angeles and part of the reason why is uh, my wife is from Japan and we, Mm. we fly there a lot and we kind of split our time up among many different places and we can get direct flights right into a local airport, boom, 20 minutes to the house. And it's, it's, it's good. Ah, so that's, that's a lot of time in Tokyo also. Yeah. Yeah. How has that been? It's great. I love it. I love, man, I really love it over there. Um, it's, uh, I always tell people Japan is one of those places that can still give you culture shock. Huh? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's very different from, you know, West, the Western world, you know, Asia is, you know, most of Asia is very different. So, (laughs) uh, and you feel it when you go there, but it's, it's very welcoming and, and, you know, I, I feel at home over there, you know, I've been going there so long now right? that, that it really is my second home. And great rock crowds over there is what I always hear. Totally, totally. They're they're guitar junkies. They're rock and roll junkies. They 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 love all of that stuff. Yeah, it's great music stores. You know, I always do the music store uh, it runs when I go over there and and check out all that stuff. They love guitar pedals uh-huh. and they call them effectors. They love effectors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. You know, Japanese are interesting culture. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Well, getting into this tour, uh, you're going to be stoked so close to home. You get to go sleep in your own bed after you get done playing at the at the Fonda in Hollywood here. But, yeah. uh, dude, this is like the second or third leg now with you guys and Buck Cherry. And, you know, thinking about the first time I saw Youth Gone Wild, you're breaking down walls then. And I feel like you're breaking down walls again with this tour, getting an 80s band with a 90s band, which seems so like faux pas but us rockers wanted it it's a great tour package and i imagine it was just getting through all the red tape with like the managers and and agents and those kind of guys keeping those trying to keep those worlds apart it wasn't uh it wasn't that difficult to put together first of all we've known those guys for quite a while we've toured europe with them some years ago and and uh and both the bands get along really great and I, the thing I love about Buck Cherry is they're just a raw rock band. Yeah. Les, Paul, Les Pauls and Marshalls and just just straight ahead, balls out rock and roll. I love that. Um, it's a, it, the package is really good. I mean, it's just it's just a, it, it feels very natural. It's, it's, it's a great show. 
Yeah, great show, top to bottom. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, you know, most people think Buck Cherry, they think Crazy Bitch, but you and I are both old enough to remember when they first came out with Lit Up. And do you remember yeah. hearing that song for the first time? Because I know for me, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like Aerosmith reincarnated or something at that, especially at that time in the late 90s. Was there there wasn't much rock and roll going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, wow, this is this is fresh in an in a throwback kind of way. Yeah, it's really what we needed. And and. Uh, especially nowadays, uh, you know, people are like, ah, oh, this band sucks or that band sucks. It's like, no, uh, like any band that's holding guitars and <laughs> playing drums and, and doing that whole thing. It's like, no, that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a good. Thing. So, um, but yeah, when they came out, I was like, wow, raw guitars, they were dangerous. Yeah, we're a dangerous band uh, and still are, you know, and, and also we're going to have a some friends of ours, uh, Rock City Machine Company with us. And uh, uh, a dear friend of the band, Ryan Cook, has started a new band, and they're going to come out and do some shows with us. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be on the L.A. show. And they're right along that genre of music, you know, just balls out guitars, uh, kind of throwback, kind of 70s hard rock type of feel. Great stuff. Really great stuff. And now with it being an L.A. show, Buck Cherry from L.A., you from L.A., do you kind of have to like rock, paper, scissors to see who gets to close that one out? Or is it all scheduled in advance? It's rock, paper, scissors for the guest list. <laughs> uh, we'll be closing the show, but it is it is a uh, it is definitely a co-headlining co-headlining show. Uh, we both play the same length set and, you know, the same lights, same PA, all that. Um and it's it's total respect. Love it, man. Yeah. And looking forward to the show. It'll be my first time getting to see Eric. And first and foremost, how's he doing? Because I know he's in a little bit of a health battle and been flying back and forth. But how's his health? Yeah, he's he's doing all right. Uh, he does. He does have, you know, his, his immune system is still rebuilding itself. You know, he's got the immune system of a of a, a, a baby, basically, <laughs> you know, so because he uh, he had a he had a full bone marrow transplant. So um, that we have to be careful about, you know, how hard we we hit it out there. So, you know, the road is like being on tour. People are like, oh, it's great. You get to go on tour. It's like. Well, yeah, it is great, but it's it really takes a toll on you. It's the the, the schedule and the traveling is very difficult um, on any level, even the biggest levels, you know, way bigger than us. It's still it still can wear you out. So uh, I always tell people that, you know, we don't get paid to play music. We get paid for what we're doing when we're not playing music. <laughs> that's that's where the work is. <laughs> the other is not. Yeah. It's the other 23 hours out of the day. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love what Eric's brought to the band. It feels like you guys are all reinvigorated. The new album is killer. A lot of great jams on it. Uh, the title track, of course, Not Dead Yet, Time Bomb. Uh, do you have any certain uh, moments? Or is, it, is there one that highlight that stands out to you on the new album? I, 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 You know what's interesting? You mentioned Time Bomb. That song almost wasn't didn't make the record. Um, ah. Well, no, while, while we were recording, uh, you know, when you're when you're in the studio and you're working, you're like, while we're here, is there anything else you might want to record while we've got everything set up? And, you know, OK, you got great songs, but you never know. Right. Right. And Rachel's like, well, you know, 
I got this thing I was working on and uh, here I'll play it for you. And he played time bomb. And I was like, are you nuts? Where are you been sitting on this the whole time? This is great. Let's do it. You know, so we laid it down and it turned out really, really good. So there you have it. I love, love Rachel's bass tone. I mean, throughout the whole career and, and that, that has that signature tone on that tune. Yeah, man. Yeah. Really that, that, that fat plump, uh, distorted. Yeah. And yeah. even just your riffs on top of, you know, dancing on, on his bass line, just coming in with the chunk. Yeah, man, it's 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 really I love playing it, love playing it live. We open it up with a big reverse dive bomb. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's good. I get excited talking about it. You know, I'm always curious with with two guitar bands and doing solos and you guys, you and Scott, uh, you and uh, Snake Boat trade off. It, it, mm-hmm. How does that get determined? Is it like, well, it's my riff, so I kind of have an idea for the solo, or do you both get a crack at it? Or no, no, we would we would have never we would have never lasted uh, as a team if we competed against each other. We are each other's cheerleaders. We, you know, I'll hang out while he does solos, and I'll be like, dude, that was awesome, or you got a better pass in there, go. Uh, and he does the same with me. It's it's like we work together. Uh, so a lot of times if we're playing a song for the first time, we'll kind of look at each other and one of us give the other the nod, you know. Uh-huh. And then when it's time, when it, when we get closer to recording, we kind of like tally everything up and make sure it's even, you know. Interesting. So we try and we try and get the, you know, split them up. And I really like the songs where, you know, he'll do it with solo and then like Youth Gone Wild, you know, he'll start his solo and then I'll finish it or the other way around. And those are really cool. And also something we broke out on this record was we started doing, uh, you know, twin guitar solos again in harmony, which we're like, like, man, you know, when we were planning out the record, our producer, Nick, Nick Raskolenics was like, you guys got to do a Skid Row record. Your 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 newer stuff is really cool, but it doesn't sound like Skid. The old Skid Row. <laughs> Let's do something like that. And so Snake and I were like twin guitar solos. Yeah. yeah. Let's do. And and it was really it was fun. It was fun to do. And you know, we uh when we cut the guitars on this record, uh you know, usually you'll cut a drums and then the bass player will come in and then you know, everybody'll come in separately on different days. Sometimes you don't even see each other, you know. Right. And uh, Snake and I cut all the basics together in the control room. This is the, the three of us, Nick in the middle and me over here and Snake over here, right over his shoulder. And we all we just cut everything live. And it was great. I mean, we we had that we had the, the speakers pump in, we getting feedback in the control room and working with Nick. It's like it's like being in high school. It's like <laughs> just it's just like that raw rock and roll excitement energy. And needless to say, you'll be probably working with him again on the next one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. He's already like, when are you guys going to be ready? <laughs> like, All right. So we're writing. We're writing some stuff. That's what I was going to say, because because you guys had kind of sat on the, the record for a while. Obviously, singer change and everything. So I imagine some some riffs are starting to pile up by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, riff can come from anywhere. Uh, a lot of a lot of the Skid Row riffs over the years have come from soundcheck. Mm-hmm. We're always in sound check. We'll have a little jam and then somebody will say, hold on. And then, all right, hold on a second. Okay, go, you know, hit record and then get back to those later. <laughs> and that's how it is, right? Whenever it hits you, whenever inspiration hits, you, you got to roll with it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell my wife all the time, I, I never know when creativity is going to come along. So when it comes along, it's just like I stop what I'm doing. And- <laughs> Thank God for cell phones instead of the ghetto boom box with the yeah, play and record. Yeah, all these boom boxes. We used to use the boom boxes. I also used to use my answering machine. Oh, right. <laughs> I would I would call my answering machine from one of those big giant brick phones and I would <laughs> sing a riff into it while I was driving somewhere <laughs> you know speaking of back in the day i wanted to touch on uh but one older tour and see if you've had a chance to catch them now with the the rebirth the pantera 2.0 almost have you seen them and a and then b you spend a lot of time touring with them they open for you curious yes. if you had uh, any stories back in the day any any good dime Vinny stories from back in the day oh my god there's uh, like there's just not enough time for this interview to <laughs> To, to tell the stories, but touring with Pantera in those days was great. We, we had a really, really tight friendship. Some of the most fond memories of my entire life were, were those months we spent on tour together. Uh, we played Sweden rock a few months ago and they were on the bill ah. same day. So I got to go out and see a couple of songs, but I had to, I had to catch the bus out of there. But um, I mean, it was needless to say it was great. I knew it was going to be great before I saw it. Uh, Charlie and Zach are, are just doing justice mm-hmm. to the brothers, to diamond Vinny. They're doing a great job. Sounds, sounds great. Uh, I got to, got to sit with Phil a little bit and, and he's just as awesome and as funny as he's ever been. <laughs> he's the greatest guy. He's a little scary to look at, but he's just sweetheart, man. He's just, he's just a really, really good guy. And uh, there's a lot of love there. And Rex, too. Rex is. Yeah. I mean, we've been friends a long time, you know. So, so I'm all about Pantera. All about Pantera. Always have been. Any old stories from back in the day? Anything you can recall of Dime? Oh or it's just like, you know, when we went on tour together, you know, Skid Row, we thought we could we thought we could drink. We thought we could throw down. <laughs> nope. It was a whole new level. New level. Uh, new level. Yeah, power exactly. and drinking. So, uh, yeah, the party was on. And it was just it was just fun. I, I used to go out every night. Every night I would go out and watch their set before I went in to get changed and go do our set. I mean, listen, if you're not on your best, best, best A game, and if that doesn't put you there, give it up, give it up, man. Because <laughs> if you're going on after Pantera, you you got to show up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, crazy what Dime did. Just one guitar band and that sound he had. It was just massive, massive. And you know, I would stand over on his side of the stage and watch him. And you know, sometimes he would even come over and just hand me his guitar, <laughs> like they used to do this purple haze. And sometimes he would hand me the guitar, and I would go out and play it. Oh and, wow! Yeah, really cool. Somebody got a picture of me playing his guitar. Um, or I would go sit behind Vinny's drum riser and just watch, uh, like eye level with his feet. Oh yeah, and be like, you know, mind blowing. Never seen anything like it. Talk about sound. The drums on all those Pantera albums sound amazing. Yep. Yep. And those guys, they had that, they had that Van Halen thing, the brother thing. They, they, they locked in with each other. Yeah. And, you know, Snake always says something about Pantera. That's what set them apart from the other bands. And in my opinion, made them one of the greatest is they had a groove. 
Yeah. You know, they were heavy, but they had grooves. Wow. So great amazing. band. Great band. Mm-hmm. Appreciate yep. the words on that. One other great band I got to hit you up about because we're an old school station. We do a feature called Mandatory Metallic every night at 10 p.m., which you're going to be a part of. And uh, I know you recently saw them at Power Trip. That was the, I did. the, the one yeah. day I got to go to Power Trip. So I was kind of curious about uh, your review of Metallica at Power Trip. I love Metallica. I mean, I was excited to see them. I haven't seen them in, you know, 20 years, probably um, more than more than 20 years, maybe. But the first time I saw them was in 1983. Oh, wow. uh, a friend of mine called me up and says, there's a band called Metallica from the Bay Area playing tonight. They're supposed to be really good. Let's go. And we went to this this club underage and there was. 25 people there. So nobody there. It's like, you know, the unknown band. And they started playing. And I was like, I didn't know. I didn't even understand it. I was like, what is this? I had never heard anything like it. And to be honest with you, I didn't really like it because I didn't understand it. <laughs> it took me a while. It took me a while to like pick up on what was happening because it was just something I never heard before. It's yeah. like, like seeing a color you've never seen before. It's like, what is that? Do I like it or not? So I had never heard anything that heavy before. And uh, that was, but yeah, Power Trip, they were uh, they were great at Power Trip. I love the set. Uh, the, the screenings were great. Their interaction with the audience was great. Even Kirk, and they're band. There are there are generations led Zeppelin. I love that Kirk screwed up the beginning. I think of nothing else matters and called himself out on it and said, "Hey, I screwed up. Let me start this one over again." Like all real and live, and no tapes or loops or anything. No, no tapes or loops. But I mean, you could play it. <laughs> you do it every night. <laughs> hey, I make mistakes too. We all do. Yeah, that's human. That's what rock and roll is supposed to be. Warts and all, you know. Rock and roll is flawed. That's why I'm a part of it. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> Rock and roll needs to be dangerous. Yeah, it and does. It, I'm very, very much less dangerous and more calculated. And I, I don't like that. Mm-mm. I don't like it at all. Nah, me neither. We need we need Go that danger. play with broken bones. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a Go fa- play with blue? <laughs> Do it. Do you have a favorite Metallica tune we could play for you on mandatory Metallica? Well, the first thing that always comes to mind would be like sad, but true. Um, I love for whom the bell tolls, I, you know, they, they, man, there's <laughs> there's so many. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to say for whom the bell tolls, because that was probably the song that 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 started lighting me up for them. Ah, that's when you're like, OK, now I get what they're doing. I, I'm starting to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Epic. Yep. Epic. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time. Can't wait to see you at the uh, at the show. Yeah, we'll see you there, Mike. Thank you so much, Scotty. Have Thanks, a good dude. one. Where, where are you right now? Uh, we're in the Inland Empire. We're in the Empire Rock Station. So okay, cool. Not too great. far out. Actually, I'll be at the Anaheim show, I think. Oh, great. Good. Good. A couple days before. So Good to see you. Rattle my cage, man. Thank you. Thank you Later. for the time. Later. Bye. Bye. 
Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at Mike Z 967 And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.